Happy 4th of July, everybody. Welcome back to the Every Everett Podcast. I'm your co-host, Matt. And I'm Jocelyn. And we're super excited to be here. We hope you're all having a wonderful 4th of July, and we're excited to be sharing it with you. Matt is super lucky because he gets the whole week off of work. His company gives everyone this full week off. So a little bit jealous. I had to use my PTO for it. (laughs) Just a little bit, but we'll have a good time. I don't know how you guys like to spend the 4th of July. I know most people seem to go outside and do barbecues and uh, definitely go spend time with family too. go shopping. I know there's a lot of sales going on during this time. But there's a lot of activities that we like to get into. And just going off the topic of what 4th of July represents, right, our freedom in this country, and just the people who gave us that freedom as well. uh, We wanted to talk about that on today's episode a little bit more, a little more deeply. Right. And I think this will be a really fun topic. And before we get started, I just wanted to take a minute to thank all of our troops out there. I think that Fourth of July is such an important time to remember um, all those who fought so hard and gave their lives for our freedom. And just that we're able to do things like spend time with our family, go out and have a barbecue, enjoy the fireworks, even record this podcast. A lot of people really sacrificed and gave a lot for that. So to any of you out there who served or know someone who served, Thank you. Happy 4th of July. Definitely. Being able to reside comfortably in your home is a blessing and something that we're grateful for. So wanted to get that out there before we continue with the episode. Absolutely. This is something I'm super excited about. Um, This kind of started out with a book I'm reading and a podcast that I listened to a little while ago. And I think it's such an interesting topic about how can we really find our freedom? Not only what does freedom look like, but how do we actually get there? And it's important to us to share with you guys because we do believe in the verse that says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. That's in John 8, 32. So the more truth you know, you will have a sense of freedom that you Mm. desire. So if there's something in your life that makes you feel enslaved or even just uh, brought back a little down, brought down in general, then this is an episode for you to listen to. So a lot of this started with a book that I'm reading, and I'm going to reference this plenty of times, so I wanted to get it out front at the beginning and cite my sources a little bit. Um, I'm reading this great book by Jocko Willink. It's called Extreme Ownership. Uh, It's written by uh, Jocko, who's a Navy SEAL and another Navy SEAL as well. And I feel like I've been learning so much from it. They talk a lot about their experiences uh, with leadership in the military, all of the lessons that they learned both on the battlefield and off. And they talk a lot about taking ownership of your life, your decisions, and the consequences that come out of that. Um, And a lot of this discussion is shaped by what I've learned from that book and what I've been listening to in a couple of other interviews that I've really enjoyed. But I really love it. Uh, My friend Kevin recommended it. So thank you, Kevin, for this recommendation. It's gone a long way for me. Um, But I would highly recommend this book for anyone who's looking to grow in assertiveness and their leadership abilities. It's really wonderful. There are a lot of great lessons that you can pull away in a variety of parts in your life. So we'll drop a link in the description uh, of this video if you want to check it out on audiobook, if you want to get a hardcover or paperback. It's an awesome book and I couldn't recommend it more. So you mentioned the name Jocko, but... Who, who is he? Is he pretty, pretty famous? Or? 
Yeah, I'd say he's definitely got a name for himself. I think writing this book was his first like step out into the public sphere. But uh, he was a Navy SEAL and then ran a consulting company where he would work with executives on improving performance, taking ownership of the results. Because I think especially in business, it's really easy for someone in a leadership position to shift the blame either to employees, to other departments, to the economic environment. And so what he talks about so much is taking ownership of that. Whatever the result is, there's some way that you could change your approach, that you could change the way you react to it. And through that ownership, you're able to better control it and actually make changes instead of kind of feeling like a victim of what happens around you. Is taking ownership in this case for both good and bad things? Because there there are some things we don't want to take ownership of. Right. And I think it especially applies to those things because... By not taking ownership, you're not only absolving yourself of the duty to actually do something about it, but you start to feel like you're not in control by not taking ownership, by not admitting the part that you play in that. It kind of removes you from what's actually happening and you start to just feel like a victim or a passerby in the things that are going on in your life. We're going to have to do a whole episode or maybe even a series on discipline because... Yeah, Navy SEALs, people in the military in general just have a way different outlook on life. Like they definitely seem more rigid, but they also seem like they get things done when no one else has that same attitude to get the same things done. Right. I think that's so true. And um, one of my favorite sayings that Jocko has, um, not just in the book, but also in some of his speeches and things he puts out on social media, is this idea that discipline equals freedom. And I know this relates to some biblical concepts that we learn and we've discussed, but I just think that it's such a counterintuitive thing to hear at the first kind of listen to that because the idea of discipline I think in our culture sounds very submitting it sounds like you're giving up control and the idea of freedom is that you're in control so it it doesn't really line up at first but I think as we kind of dive into it and understand it it's an amazing way to gain that freedom we're looking for so it kind of goes along the lines of you know being organized with your life Uh, even though it takes effort and work to do that it'll actually help you bring either peace or structure that you need. It's kind of counterintuitive, like you've got mm-hmm. to put in the work in order to get the the laid-backness, you know? Right, and I think you've summed it up really well. One of the best examples that I heard is talking about uh, the way we spend our time and the idea that by being disciplined with our time, so by having a strict schedule, making sure that we get things done by certain deadlines, that actually enables us to have more free time. So by organizing, by having a set schedule, you can get things done efficiently and then enjoy more of your free time instead of being a little bit more disorganized and having to spend more time working on those things. So kind of putting in the discipline and the hard work now will give you the freedom and the enjoyment that you can have later. Does he ever talk about how to balance like the stress or workload during those times? Because you can only work Mm -hmm. so hard for so long, right? Or is the goal to kind of just push through those moments, knowing what's coming at the end of it? Right. I think um, there will be hardship. And I think that whatever you're working through, there will be a struggle. Um, And one of the things that he said that I really enjoy is that it's going to be a struggle. Keep struggling. Like Hmm. no, no thing that is worth... No thing that is worth doing is easy, right? There's a Hmm. lot of difficulty. And I think that 
there should be a lot of forgiveness, right? There are days where something out of your control will come up and you're just not able to do it. But by sticking mm -hmm. to that routine and holding yourself accountable to the best of your abilities, you can get those things done now so that you have the freedom, you have the peace of mind that you can actually enjoy it later. I think that goes against a lot of what culture tells us. Like culture says, like things should be easier, come more naturally. Like if mm -hmm. something's hard or difficult, you should leave that because it's not going to benefit you. But no, that's not that's not what Jocko is saying at all. He's saying it's hard. Yeah, it's hard, and that's it. You know, keep keep going. If if you know what you want, go after that. Right. And Jocelyn and I actually had the pleasure of listening to Dave Ramsey recently. And this idea of financial peace really ties in well, too. Um, one of the big things that Dave preaches is putting in the hard work, buckling down, having, you know, beans and rice for dinner now so that you can save up so that you can enable yourself to have peace later, that you can spend on the things you want to, you're not beholden to anyone, you don't have this debt or anything tying you down that it's going to be hard and it's a really hard thing to have what you want now but still choose to say I'm going to be disciplined, I'm going to live on less than I need to so that later on I can enjoy it. A lot of the context of what Dave Ramsey talks about is usually people who are in debt, he pretty much says like, hey, if you're in a pit or in somewhere where you feel like a slave, you know, there's opportunities to get out if you put in the work, like you are the biggest barrier between where you want to be and where you are. And sometimes you need to struggle in order to get that financial freedom or that personal freedom, emotional freedom. And so that's what we're talking about today is how do we really find freedom and what does it what does it mean to really get there and is it supposed to come as easy as people say it is is it as easy as just sitting down and deciding hey i'm gonna do whatever i want today because i don't think that is freedom i think true freedom is a long-term contentness and knowing who you are and knowing where you're going and that those two different places are going to merge and you know exactly what you have in your power to do to merge those two outcomes. I think there's a lot of truth in that and I think that um, through the Bible and through our understanding of God and um, his grace and mercy that a lot of this begins with giving up control and I think that's a very counterintuitive thing for us because we're humans we want to believe that we are our own masters we want to believe that if we just control everything and we just kind of hold everything with our hands and make sure we know exactly what's going on that we'll be able to change those outcomes and that we'll be able to relieve the stress and anxiety but um, a lot of what the bible says is that finding that peace and finding that comfort actually begins with giving up that control. Yeah, again, counterintuitive, because mm -hmm. you think freedom is letting everything go. And it, it really is that like you let things go. But freedom is not just like a sense of feeling it's, it's also tied into just receiving the goodness of what God has for us, whether that be peace or, you know, physical material blessing or even just relational and friendly blessing uh, God wants to exchange kind of our giving up of something for something else that's better and may or may not be tangible but I think that's right that they are connected it is kind of a trade-off they're absolutely connected but I think that's still something that's so hard for us is because 
as naive as it is, it's easier for us to trust ourselves and trust the things that we can see than to trust and believe in God and give up that control. And I think it's so easy to feel that way, to feel that, okay, if I'm the one who organizes this and I'm the one who sets this, then it'll be okay. But if you look at it objectively, it's it's ridiculous to think that we, or that I, this man, could control things in any way nearly as well as God could. But it's a really hard thing to give that up and to say that, Lord, I, I trust you. I don't know what things are going to look like, but I'm taking it out of my hands and putting it in yours. Yeah. And really at that moment is where you can start experiencing freedom. Like you can mm. decide literally right now that you want to give something up not because you are giving up on your life, but because you are giving God a chance to work something big in your life. And there's a difference there. Yeah, there's a big difference. I think that's really well put. And I think that it's hard for us to fathom what life can look like if we uh, allow ourselves to be controlled and submit to God and to his plan for our life. I think that um, a lot of the times when we see God moving in our life, it's something that we couldn't even envision, right? I, I think of that metaphor where um, it's hard for us to see the forest from the trees, right? We see the path ahead of us, and that's about it. And from God's point of view, he can see all of the twists and turns that it'll take us to get there. But he has the destination in mind, and we just have to um, counterintuitively say, I can't see what this looks like, but I trust you. And that's a really challenging thing. Yeah. How to tell we need freedom? Guys, I I just honestly ask yourself, like, what is something I feel that brings me down that's holding me back? What's something what's a debt that I owe? Hmm. It could be a monetary monetary debt. It could be uh, maybe I owe, you know, a time like two hours with a friend who needs me, or maybe I owe a visit to my parents, right? What is what is something you feel like you owe in general, like in terms of relationships or uh, material, material possession or money? There's always something that uh, brings us down or has that potential. And it's important for us to be aware of what those weaknesses are in our life. That's such a great question to ask. And I think that's a really powerful way to look inside of ourselves, because I think that it causes us so much stress when we try to be in control. I think that we think that being yeah. in control will absolve us of that stress and allow us to be in control of everything. But more often than not, it causes us more stress because we're juggling so much. We're trying to take on tasks in a future that aren't truly in our hands. And when we try to put all of that responsibility and all of that fear on ourselves, it overwhelms us. And adding things like um, kind of being beholden, whether it's debt, whether it's um, just something that you owe to someone else, it can add so much and it can just lead us to feel lost. And I think that when you're seeking control, it's very hard to feel that. And when you're deliberately going out looking for control and not finding it can be the most devastating of all. So how is control uh, different from being disciplined? Could those be mixed up together based on what you've understood about the topic? Absolutely. I think that Discipline uh, has a lot more to do with routine and with attitude. I think that discipline is uh, deciding on your values, deciding on the way you want to live your life and sticking with it, mm -hmm. whereas control is um, ma making all of those decisions. And I know that's kind of I guess of a, control is like fear-based. Yeah, that's a kinda good way to put it. It comes from, it's like what emotion is coming out of, out of uh, your action when you're, because control could also mean 
could be a form of discipline, but it's not coming from a good place. Right. And I think the best way to sum that up would be that discipline is faith-based, whereas control is fear-based, right? Yeah. By having this faith that if I work hard, I will be rewarded is acting in faith, whereas mm-hmm. saying I don't trust and I need to see this for myself is acting out of fear. But even if you're not rewarded, Jocko says, like, keep going because eventually it will happen. And I I think we have experienced that, too. Like we always say, like, you know, with uh, with the law of spontaneity, right, in science, Mm -hmm. there's always something what what can go wrong will go wrong. Right. Right. But at the same time, it's like, well, eventually something can also go right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where the faith can stem from and because of our faith in god specifically we have an eternal expectation of goodness coming out of our our current lives here on earth so that's Mm -hmm. always something that i look forward to is not like not like directly like dying but like going (laughs) to heaven or knowing that you know there will be something in the end or uh, trying my best will benefit another person or benefit my mind and my attitude and acting out in faith even when you don't feel it even when it's hard yeah and i think that one of the best ways to keep that discipline and to keep that faith when you're working hard is to look forward to what you're working for and i think in the context of this conversation talking about how that discipline leads to freedom it begs the question what does it mean to be free and Mm -hmm. um, i think that my first instinct was for this is more along the lines of being in control and i think that that's kind of the wrong way to look about it Um, when i looked up the definition when i thought a little bit more deeply i think that being free is not being beholden to someone right it's being Mm -hmm. able to act of your own will being able to make your own choices but i think there's a slight difference there between being in control and being free yeah complete freedom from my from my understanding is actually really scary because that means you don't have support and you don't have a direction you're going if you're if you are literally completely free from everything then you are just this floating fish in the sea with no home no family and no hope so we still need that tie to god where we kind of redirect okay what are the things that are tying me down cut those strings off now i need to build new strings to things that will build me up and that being god right yeah and that's a very scary thing right to submit to give up that control um as we said seems very counterintuitive but i think that um, our ability to do so brings us blessings there are several points in the bible where it talks about specifically submitting to yourself or excuse me submitting yourself to god and i think in our culture today submitting is seen as a very negative thing right it's giving up it's seeing someone else as superior but i think that as humans we aren't meant to be our own masters and i think that our inability to control things and our inability to function without it uh, is proof of that and that through submission through giving those things up to god we can find so much more purpose because that weight is off of our shoulders right we're allowing Mm -hmm. god to do what god wants to do in our lives and we'll be able to do things that we can't imagine because we are focusing on what we can control and what our will allows us to do in God's word. I love you brought up the word submission because that is, I think, closely tied to the word freedom, Hmm. where you need to submit to something or someone in order to get your freedom that you you think you can have, right? Like if 
I, if I want to pay off debt, say I have student loans, then I need to submit to the discipline of paying it off on a consistent basis. And if I want freedom in my spirit, spiritual freedom, then I need to submit to who God is. I need to submit to whatever plan he has for my life. And that doesn't mean that I am enslaved to to anything else in my life. It just means that I'm putting my hope in something good. That's so well said. And I think that's such a great point. I think that uh, we were meant to submit to God, but if we don't submit to God, I think we will end up submitting to something else. And that can come through in a lot of different ways. That can come through people-pleasing, uh, that can come to extreme addiction, whether it's to money, to drugs, to things like that. I think that naturally humans need something to guide us, need something to follow and to kind of look up to. And if we don't find that in God, I think we will find that in more unhealthy places. And I think Part of that is proof that we need to submit, and part of that is highlighting the importance of submitting to the right thing so that we can uh, do good works and so that we can live a more purposeful life instead of chasing something that's more worldly or more material. Yeah. Um, I I think I could literally put the whole Bible in this talk. Just <laughs> when it comes to verses or passages about freedom, the whole Bible is about freedom. And that's something I, I just love about uh, who God is, is he wants us to enjoy so much in life. Uh, so I kind of want to share some of the, the verses I found about freedom and talk about them a little bit more. That would be great. In Matthew, that's your name, 1626, <laughs> for what will it benefit someone if he gains the whole world yet loses his life? Or what will anyone give it in exchange for his life? So on, on the topic of freedom here, uh, if you were to go ahead and take everything in the world, that in itself is, is not going to be freedom if it means you lose your life. Alternatively, if you lose your life, you actually will gain the world, is what this verse is saying. And to me, that's freedom. Like that sense of feeling you gained everything good that you can get from this world, that's freedom. And in exchange, it you do have to lose your life. Um, and the subject of this verse is God, losing your life to God in order to receive what he has for you. Right. And it requires sacrifice. I think from our perspective, it's easy to look at the things we want to gain and see the world, right? We see physical things, we see material things, we see the things right in front of us. But um, by restricting our view to just the things here on earth, we're losing the bigger picture, right? As this verse says, we're losing our life and that we need to look upwards. We need to look outside of ourselves in order to find that larger purpose so that we can live a life and so that we can uh, gain a life. Another big part of freedom as well is not just things in this world, but also things that go on internally with us. And as Christians, we consider this to be sin. There are things that separate us personally from God and things that don't align with the way that he wanted people to live with each other or with a relationship with themselves. Um, so in a spiritual sense, we know uh, in Romans 6, 7, it says, for one who has died has been set free from sin, that actually before you can find freedom, real freedom, guys, 
you are you are going to be a slave to sin and there's something in your life that is going to bring you to God because you've found out like I can't do this anymore on my own. And this verse is saying, you know, you can you can die from that sin and there can be a spiritual separation from the things that set you away from God. Uh, but you will in exchange receive freedom and that's why we call it the good news is because we get something free and that is amazing and that doesn't hold us against God or against uh, our you know eternal outcome. Like we have a guaranteed eternal freedom that is given to us just by admitting that we're ready to let go. That's such a great point. And I really like this verse. And I think that um, one of the things that's more difficult to understand is the concept of sin. I think that especially for uh, someone who is younger in their faith or figuring out what Christianity is, sin can sound like something extreme, right? It's murdering someone or doing something truly evil. But uh, it can look like a lot of smaller things that can really rule your life if you let them. It can be um, a habit. It can be something that you feel like you need in order to feel the way you want to feel, right? If there's something you feel like you're leaning on for your happiness or for your purpose or um, you're really placing your identity with, then that is enslaving you. That's not allowing you Mm -hmm. to live your life by purpose. It's not allowing you to be truly free, even though it can feel like it. And I think that um, we can all look inwards and see that thing that's holding us down, that thing that is taking control of us. And by repenting on that and by asking God to be king of our hearts and control our lives, we can uh, finally be free of that and have that burden removed so that we can live the lives that we were meant to live. Yeah, I would probably be careful about saying God controlling our lives. I think you meant more like uh, like God moving in our life because he right. does he does give us freedom as Christians. And Galatians five, I love this verse. It five one is just for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And again, the slavery is talking about sin, and it's saying like. Christ has freed you from that and you can stand and and embrace that freedom like you can have the joy in that and you don't have to uh, feel guilt or shame from whatever has happened in the past like that is what God can do for us and later on in this passage in verse 13 it says for you are called to freedom brothers only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh but through love serve one another. So it's kind of what you were saying earlier that like fr- freedom needs to redirect towards uh towards like serving God or just be pointed towards God and I think this is is saying exactly in the Bible what you said. I think that's a great verse. I really like that imagery of a yoke of slavery, right? When I think of a yoke, I think of being guided by something and that slavery is leading us down this path. It's not allowing us to turn or to make the decisions we want to make. And I think that um, once we gain that freedom, we kind of wonder what to do with it and wonder what direction to take our lives. And one of the verses that I really liked for this was First Peter uh, 2.16, which says, live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, 
but living as servants of God. And I think that here again, it's a little counterintuitive to say, oh, I'm free and now I'm a servant. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. But I think that that's such great guidance for once we have that freedom, what we can do in order to serve God and um, to submit ourselves, as the Bible says, to others as well, right? To be generous, um, to be selfless, and to take the opportunity and the blessing of our freedom to bless others as well. Yeah, it's easy to think that I can do whatever I want now that I have freedom, right? Like, (laughs) imagine how foolish it would be if you got out of paying thousands and thousands of dollars of debt, and this could be literally or figuratively, and then because of that freedom out of your excitement, you go and spend $20,000 in a weekend in Vegas, right? It's like, Mm. why would you run back into that kind of that slavery and that sin. So if you're if you're in a position where you're tempted to go back to something you just came out of, take this as your sign to stay put and say no and find something that can serve God to replace that. Cuz in like we we're redirecting when when we come to Christ, we are redirecting our past habits to become good ones for God's kingdom. Right. And I think that's a great reminder. And I think that one thing that's easy to forget when you're feeling that temptation is the emptiness that follows the sin, right? Whatever it is, is tempting because it's enjoyable for a short time, whether it's something that's satisfactory for an hour, for a day, but it only lasts for a short period. And I think that in order to see past the sin and in order to see our larger purpose, we have to have that longer view. And as we've discussed today, understand that having that discipline, having that dedication will pay off. It might not be today and it might not be tomorrow, but we are building towards something. Yes. uh, Jesus did tell us, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So that's found in Luke 9. Uh, Again, freedom needs structure. And here Jesus is, again, for our own protection and for our own benefit and blessing. He's saying like, hey, give up your life every single day and follow me and seek after me, come after me, pray to me, have a relationship with the God of the universe, because he's the only one who has the answers to true freedom. I believe that God himself is freedom. He himself cannot be tied to anything that he's created or or any being that he has in his presence. Like, we can only catch glimpses of his freedom by connecting with him. And it means, again, like laying things down that we want for ourselves and choosing to pursue after God. And that is a hard thing. It's it's harder to be a Christian than to be a non-Christian. And uh, But at the same time, right, if it's hard, it is likely worth pursuing. Amen. I don't think I could have said it any better myself. And I think that um, one of our goals with this podcast is to be that encouragement and to walk alongside all of you because it won't always be easy and there'll be really challenging times. But we want to walk alongside all of you and for you to walk alongside us um, along, along that journey. Also, guys, please remember that you are adopted into God's kingdom and God's family that once you were in slavery and in fear. He made you free. He wants to give you structure. He wants to give you good direction in your life. And instead of bringing you to become a slave to him, he he invites you out of adoption to be part of his family. And out of love, we we choose to be a part of that as Christians. So uh, remember your adoption. Remember who you are. You are not 
where you are not who you came from, if that makes sense. So uh, thanks so much for listening. We hope that this helps you guys be a little bit closer to being free as Christians or even as non-Christians and give you some starting steps. Uh, Please give us a like and a follow on Instagram and Facebook. We'd also love to hear from you. So send us your thoughts. Uh, We would love to get a message or an email from you guys. And if you've been listening for a while, thanks so much. We appreciate all of you. Uh, Leave us a review wherever you're listening on the podcast. And uh, we're right there with you guys. We are so blessed, a little stressed, and making every effort to figure out the rest. Thanks, guys.